This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. Hello and welcome to episode three. Um, When it came to choose the first guest character from season three, there was, straddling the 13 episodes like a padded leather colossus, the barkingly mad genius of a villain, Baben the Butcher, from City at the Edge of the World. So, it's panto time and let's get things started. I'm Eric the Eviscerator and I'm joined today, as usual, by Ian the Impaler. Hello, Eric. What do you think of those adjectives? Or, um, I think I think they're very good. Ian the Impaler, yeah, I, I go with that. There could be worse things. I was things. trying to think of one, right, uh, an adjective that is cruel and nasty that begins with the letter I, and I've got come up with irritating. <laughs> well, I've been called that many a time. <laughs> but it's got to be on league with Butcher, you know. This yeah. is Babe and the Butcher. So, yeah, that's the best I could come up with. Yeah, it, it, I doesn't lend itself to anything threatening. I think we're just all nice people, eyes. You know, except Ivan, he wasn't very nice, was he? Ivan the terrible. Well, they they, they fell down on the adjective there. They didn't they did, use the yeah. right one. You know, Baben's got it right. That's how you're going to do has. it. You know, it's more memorable that way. Yeah, you, know? you got you got to have the image. Image is everything. Oh, we're going to come on to the image later on <laughs> on this, aren't we? Yes. All right. So, um, Baben the butcher. Um, in City at the Edge of the World. This is my, I must say, this is my joint favourite episode, along with Terminal, oh, right. of Season 3. And it's uh, wholly so you, down. Yeah, you, you you put that caveat in there, of Season 3. I of Season 3. Your, yeah, I thought it was going to be your favourite episode. No, it's not my favourite episode of all, but out of Season 3. This and Terminal, is yeah, it, yeah they're my joint favourites. And the reason this one here is because of Colin Baker. I think if anybody else had played this part maybe it might not have been so resonating. Yeah, it's, it's quite a thin part on paper, isn't it? Mm. It's quite, yeah, it, it, it's, I think this, we, we, you can't often say it's totally down to an actor, but I think in this case, we certainly can that, that Baben is Colin and Colin is Baben. Mm. Yeah, they're indistinguishable. Yes. I mean, I, I was going to say, I mean, as an adult, there's only two times I've watched the character and instantly thought, boy you're fantastic you've got Baben here and the only other time as an adult as I say I'm sure when I was a kid and I saw Captain Scarlet or Captain Kirk or whatever but as an adult the only other one I can think of is Rick Mayle as Lord Flashheart in Blackadder yeah where you go (laughs) wow I want to watch that again (laughs) immediately yeah Yeah, I think it's there's something uh, there's something instinctively likable about Baben even though he's obviously meant to be a horrible 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 character um but he's just i perhaps it's i perhaps it's because he's he he seems to be having a laugh mm. there, there wasn't a, there wasn't a huge amount of laughs in season three i don't think no it, it it's a real shame i mean yeah. um on the dvd box set you know you've got all the special features and each season has a blooper reel but yeah. 
I, I would love to have seen him cracking up, you know, because yeah. how could they have got some through some of these things, especially with Michael Keating, you know, how he can get through with a straight face, you know, delivering those lines in the way he does. How Michael Keaton doesn't crack up, I really don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think, I think that would be the problem is other people cracking up because having seen uh, outtakes of, of Colin's time as Doctor Who, he keeps going. Mm. He's He's not the one that fluffs or... Mm. Or cracks up at the jokes or the like. Yeah, he's, I think he's, he's, you know, they say actors have got twinkles in their eye and they're a bit yes. naughty. You know? I think Colin is, that it, and if you've ever, I mean, he goes to a lot of conventions, so probably a lot of people have met him, but he, he's very like that in real life. Not, not masculine people, as far as I know, um, but he's very quick, very yes. quick witted is Colin. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a sharp guy, and yes. you know um, it, it's very evident when you talk to him and see interviews with him yeah. that he's a science fiction fan as well. So yeah, he gets he loves, it. He loves what he does. Yeah, yeah. But him here as Baben, I mean, he is an example of something that was starting to happen on on Blake Seven and was happening an awful lot on Doctor Who, um, and it was quite prevalent at the time. And it's something that I, I really didn't like, apart from him, is when they started introducing guest stars yeah i think it, it sort of in the 80s it, it picked up in doctor who the the guest star casting the casting to get a headline mm. rather than that this person's suitable for the job and i i don't doubt that whoever cast colin as baben thought he was probably best for the job they were quite right i think mm. um but yeah there is this this feeling that some car some people are cast purely for their name mm. rather than or, or the you know the newspaper headlines they can get rather than are they right for the program are they good for the program um i'm trying to think if there's any i mean it's difficult to think back because who was cast as a big name <laughs> back well, then I compared know, to now i know for, but... on, on doctor who i can mm. remember distinctly you know in the newspapers you know that they, they would you know, trumpet the fact that, you know, you might have Richard Briers or Ken Dodd, yeah. Nicholas Parsons, you know, Hale and Pace. And it was all about, oh, they're going to be in Doctor Who. Not what the story was about, no. but just the fact, oh, no. look, you know, Ken Dodd is in Doctor Who. Isn't that funny? You know, um, Blake Seven didn't do it to that degree. I mean, you had the likes of Roy Kinnear in there, but it wasn't as, as, as you know, um, hyped up as Doctor Who did. Yeah. I mean, especially also Roy Kinnear was a good actor um, who became known for sort of sitcoms, comedies, things like that. Um, and I think he is very good in gold. I think he's yes. he plays that part well. He wouldn't necessarily fit any other part. But you're right, going to like Ken Dodd in, in Doctor Who was just awful. Mm. Um, but the, I think it's because they were starting to treat... Uh, Rather than as drama, they were treating it as light entertainment. And of course, in light entertainment, it's who's on your guest list, not what they're yeah. going to do. You don't, if you've got Tommy Cooper on your guest list for a light entertainment program, you don't really care what he's going to do because mm. when you advertise it in the Radio Times, people will watch it because it's, oh, look, can, uh, Tommy Cooper's on there. And I think that the, the mentality was the same that, um, that people would somehow sit through 40 minutes of tedious. 1980s Doctor Who because uh, you know Ken Dodd was in it. No, I yeah. I think they've they've misgaged. All it's going to do is annoy the people that's tuned in because they think Ken Dodd's going to do something funny, and they've annoyed the Doctor Who fans who don't want Ken Dodd in their program. It's it's almost a lose lose. 
Yeah, I mean, that certainly was the case with me. I mean, that was the final nail in the coffin when I, I, I gave up on Doctor Who until it came yeah. back. It's like, oh, no, I can't abide this anymore. You know, it was on a rapid slide down for me personally towards the end of Tom Baker. And then yeah. after that, every, every time I dipped my toe back into it, it's like... I'm not enjoying this. This isn't Doctor Who for me, you know. Yeah, I, I, gave, I gave up watching Doctor Who roundabout sort of Nightmare of Eden time. And then I came back, like most, a lot of people came back for Peter Davison. Because you do have that thought that new Doctor, new... And I quite enjoyed Peter Davison. They, they, they were a little bit dull. I appreciate them more now, but at the time I thought they were a little bit dull, but they weren't silly. So that, you know, in your teenage years, that's a big thing. Because we're still we're still sat down watching it with the family at this point, so yes, yeah. you, the last thing you want is a, a silly monster to hove interview. Um, and then I for Colin Baker's era, I adore Colin Baker's era, as flawed as it is, and mainly down to the man himself. Um, but I watched that off in my bedroom on my own because I could no longer stomach watching Doctor Who with the family, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. And then I decided at the beginning of Sylvester McCoy's tenure to to go. Okay, I'm going to sit and watch this with my family, and I, I don't know if you're familiar with Colin, uh, with Sylvester McCoy's first story. It's, it's yeah. possibly the worst Doctor Who story ever. Well, him and Colin Baker's are the two worst for me. You know, the yeah. twin dilemma: Colin Baker's <laughs> first one. Um, uh, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not I, one that I, I own, and I don't think I yeah. ever will own either of those two. I, I would say give give Twin Dilemma another go, but watch it. This sounds silly. I actually know you probably could do it. Watch it with the picture off. Listen and just use to the it. audio. Yeah, it's it's not a bad story, and it's really well acted. It's just that as soon as you switch the visuals on, good god, it's awful. Right. It's but funny. Listen I, to it. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking. I was actually considering it today. I was in HMP yeah. this morning, I, and I'll take go I, for it. Yeah, I fancied. I mean, I I've got quite a Doctor Who collection, mm. but it's not complete and i was looking up and down in the end i went for death to the daleks which is not uh-huh. one of john pertwee's better uh stories no. but you know I like it's got it, daleks yeah, in it and i yeah. i haven't seen that for for um for many 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 a year i'm video age was the last time i saw it so uh yeah, that's yeah, that, that's my it. evening viewing tonight yeah I t- another good uh, good show to watch blake seven Yes, yes. Especially oh, look at some that, look episode. At that. Seamless, <laughs> seamless. Getting back into the subject. You got us back on track like a pro, uh, there, Ian. Thank, thanks for that. None of thanks the listeners that. will have noticed. Yeah. All right. Now, I'm sure you're aware, and any listeners who are Blake Seven fans who may be out there are aware that Michael Keaton had said many times in interviews, you know, that it was actually his daughter who was the genesis of this story, in that she said to Michael that. Uh, she thought Villa was stupid, and when is he actually going to do something, you know, heroic? And yeah. he took that to Chris Boucher, which inspired him to write this episode in which Villa is the hero. Yeah, he's, I mean, Villa, he doesn't necessarily do anything different to what he normally does, but the camera stays on him. Mm. Whereas normally it would, he would say his bit and it would go off to one of the other characters. This is sort of the, it's, yeah, we're, we're focused on him. And uh, it shows what what a good job he did. I mean, he's holding his own verbally with Colin Baker yes. uh, on on the 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 actual funny funny lines. Yeah, um, yeah he's a, he's a revelation in this. Although, like I say, he's not really because he's as good in every other other story. Yes, 
But this it's one, he gets that, the girl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where yeah he he gets the girl from Fen Street. Yeah, <laughs> right, we'll be talking about that shortly. All right. Okay. So um, we'll get into this. Then we'll get into this story. Um, as as we say, it's season three. Season three means new credits. Ooh, terrible! Yeah. <laughs> they, terrible are just, they? they 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 are so bad. And in some ways, I think they they are in an indicator of just how things are going to be yeah. you know they're a I'd video nightmare how bad they were they are bad yeah. they are bad with you see more pursuit ships than you do the liberator with yeah. these silly streaky speed lines added onto them they are so poor it's just all, it doesn't tell you anything either like the first the first and second season titles they tell you you can gauge what the program's likely to be it tells you all you need to know this tells you nothing no other than you're going to get some really bad ropey animated effects. Yes, yes, indeed. All right, so we'll get them out the way. Thank you very much. Luckily, the music's the same. Okay, yeah, it's it's not until se- se- season four that they they tinker with that to uh, great detriment. But <laughs> but anyway, after that, I mean, you know, we get some nice planet shots, and then we get we've yeah. talked about this on effectively speaking that liberator shot, which is yeah. still the money shot, isn't it? You it know? <laughs> it's they they're getting their money out of that money shot as well. It's they but it's lovely. Are. I, yeah. I forgive them every time they show it. Don't mind because it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. So we go inside and we get some nasty bullying of Villa by Tarrant. Come on, Villa, you don't mean that. I know what I mean, and what I mean is no. At least think about it. Think about it. All right. I thought about it. No. I can't make you go, of course. That's right, you can't. But I can toss you off this ship. What? You're no use to me. I don't have to be any use to you. I was here first. I was with Blake. I've more right on this ship than you have. Right. No one survives as long as you have, Villa, without learning the facts of life. The facts of life? Ah, that I can dump you any time. The others wouldn't stop me, and you couldn't, could you? Now, I suggest you reconsider your decision. But don't take too long. I'm not a patient man. All my life, for as long as I can remember... There's been people like you. And I thought I was unique. You're not even unusual, Tarrant. Yeah, any horrible in this. He's really... I don't, I, I, every time... Tarrant's a bit like... Some, he's so dull that when I try and remember him, I can't really remember him doing anything. And then when you no. watch it, you realise just how, how obnoxious a character he is. Um, and in this, I think this... I, is this the worst he gets as far as being a, a horrible man? I, 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 I meander between not liking him for being like this or being insufferably smug. Yeah. And, you know, um, Mark said when we did the last Blake 7 episode on um, on Effectively Speaking, he's basically Blake Light, isn't he? He's been, <laughs> he's been roped in because he has a vague similarity with his curly hair. Yeah, he's got curly hair and he... he... He could possibly fit into his clothes. Um, it, I always found anyone Tra- could Travis, fit into Tara, Gareth Thomas's yeah, clothes. Could, yeah. Gan, yeah, I don't know. Gan might not. Um, he had big sleeves, didn't he? So he's alright. He did. You uh, could lose yourself in them. You could, yeah. You could. If you ever fell off a cliff, I thought he's alright. He's just going to glide <laughs> down. Um, yeah, Tarrant. He he's so, he's very schizophrenically written as well. So one week he'll be the Federation's most dangerous foe. One week he'll be a bit of a joke to everyone, like say a bit of a, a braggart bully boy, almost a Han Solo-ish yeah. type person. Another week uh, he'll be like in this where he's just a thug. Mm. Um, yeah, no, there's no consistency that I can recall to, to Tarrant. 
He's there. He's he's Mr. Plot Device, isn't he? He's there to move yeah. the plot on. I do like him. The only time I like him is in the very first episode where he, you know, he's in his yeah. Federation outfit and he's still masquerading as a Federation officer, which is what he what well he worked for the yeah. he, he found the costume, but he was all right in that. But then, yeah, yeah, and afterwards, and I think some of the episodes we'll be talking about these as uh, uh, as the podcast goes on. I, sometimes I think the writers either thought that Gareth Thomas was still going to be around, or they didn't quite know, so they were building him up to be something that he wasn't. Yeah, Yeah, it might be. I mean, I think the first time Serverland's talking about him, I think it's the one with Jarvik. She's talking about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to have an episode on Jarvik in time. Um, (laughs) I know. That might have to be a a bumper issue. We've got a lot to say about him. Um, But, yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she's built him up to be like this, like, you know, the... The, yeah, the, the male equivalent of, of Jenna, the best star pilot in yeah. the galaxy, you know. Yeah, he's he's like he's the leader of the gang. Yeah, um, the Avon's nothing. Yeah, it's. I I think you you might have hit onto that they write him like Blake because these are scripts written for Blake, and mm. then they've just gone in and thought, let's delete all the the slightly Blakey bits out. Yeah. Blakey, like, you know, when he used to shout at Stan and that. Um, the wrong Blakey, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and it's left I'm, nothing. It's no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you mentioned Blake there. Blake would never have done this. Blake would never no. have bullied, you know, and frightened Villa into doing what he no. has to he, do. He would, Blake would have asked him, and then when he got an answer, no, he would have talked Villa into doing it yeah. for the greater good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Avon would have not asked and told him to do it, and when he said no, he I think he would have bullied him as well, but in his Avon way. Yes. But this this is plain, almost, you do it, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's quite quite unsettling it's to nasty. watch. It's nasty, yeah. Yeah, and even though, you know, it's a long time since the episode first aired, I can still remember and still get, you know, this an emotional jolt, jolt when Villa mm. says that he was there before Tarrant and he was with Blake. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah you know, I was I was I was here with Blake. For him to mention Blake, I I think maybe this is the first time that Blake's actually been mentioned yeah. since yeah, the very they, beginning of season yeah, 3. You could be right because they they sort of they almost want the audience to forget that there was a character called Blake in Blake 7. Mm. Don't they? It's like let's yeah, let's not mention him. He's the elephant in the room. Um, not not on his size again. I'm just you know the character. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so but I I I love um, and it's 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 really well written this bullying scene because he's Villa says I was here with Blake. I was here before you. And Tarrant just comes back with the perfect bully answer of so what? I can force you out. Yeah. And then, then Villa does the, the, you know, the, the classic. He's always been around people like Tarrant. There's always been people like that there. Yeah. And it, it just speaks volumes to, to, to Villa's characterization, and it, it works really well. It's Michael it's, Keating. Yeah. You, you, you know, yeah. He's a brilliant actor, and you know, he should yeah. get far more accolades, you know, than he's already got. I mean, for him, for the, his delivery of saying, you know, all my life for as long as I can remember, yeah. there's been people like you and Tarrant comes back with oh I thought I was unique in that insufferably yeah. s- smug manner and Villa comes back with you're not even unusual which is a, yeah. a brilliant line it's just brilliant and yeah. I think I, I sort of as as a as a kid sort of watching these I I definitely identified with Villa 
And I think I'm watching this and I think because I, I was quite bullied at school, and I, it's so it it's it makes it doubly painful to watch. But it's so did whoever wrote this was bullied as well. It's mm. yeah. You know, yeah, sure, sure. Or, or did some bullying? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Chris, the same coin. If, yeah. if you're listening, Chris, um, um, yeah, no, and and you know, Tarrant, you know, he, he is. He's just this swaggering twerp, um, yeah. you know, with a knack for terrible outfits. What is he doing? That 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 belt buckles from Topshop, <laughs> is it not? Yeah, it's awful. It's it's it. It was the the past. The seventies, the past was certainly a different country, wasn't it? It was. We, the fashions in this program are terrible. Yeah, yeah. Again, it, th- this show is much better on audio. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> but but Villa, he's been bullied to going down to this planet to trade his skills yeah. in return for some crystals that they need for the Liberator's weaponry. Now, that always used to bother me, that the ship oh, would often yeah. need new parts, okay, every so often. But then I thought, oh, hang on. Back when the Liberator was in the hands of its owners, it would have been continually be going back to the system for repair yeah. and maintenance. So that actually, that's that can be explained. You know, they they're having to find all these things because they're not the original owners and they don't know that things need topping up or renewal. This did. I mean, this cropped up a lot in. Uh, several of Colin Baker's Doctor Who stories as well, where the TARDIS would suddenly break down and they need a, a, a hitherto totally unmentioned mm. mineral, and it would. Ki- and I just think it's lazy script writing. I, I'll buy it in this case, but wasn't wasn't Harvest of Kairos about some crystals? That was about some crystals that they need. <laughs> what, why, what the hell? Why, why are all these crystals going wrong? Yeah, yeah. You know. All right, but we've got great dialogue from Avon as he, yes. he lets uh, Villa know that he's going to be sending him down with a hidden tracer. tracer. Yeah. And I love the detecting device. It's just a rubbish brown <laughs> box with an aerial. Isn't oh, it? it's amazing. <laughs> it, lo- it looks like an old like uh, McGregor radio control unit. It's so old. It's Yeah, and it, it, I love it as well because they bring it out and... They're talking about how small it is, and I thought, "What?" And they're on about the little pill thing. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just, you know. I, I love the way in this in this future, you know, everything still has to have an aerial, a whacking great yes. big an aerial as yeah. well. You know? yeah. <laughs> but Villa, you know, um, this is really the only time we see him quite belligerent. He comes in with his yeah. stuff. He's got to go down, and you know, Avon says something about, "Oh no, 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 no last lines," and he's like, "Well, you, he's made that clear, blah blah." blah. And Avon backs down. You know, because Avon yeah. is f- it is fond of Villa. You know, even though he says in this sequence coming up, oh, uh, he knows what I think of him, and Callie says, oh, you despise him. You know, blah blah blah. But no, no, no. There is a fondness no. between these two. Yeah, there's a there's um there's a, a respect there that that goes deep. Yeah, it's, it's Avon's always saying that uh, Villa knows he's safe because. He, you know, he knows how much he's needed, or but no, I think there's there's definitely a, um, I mean, it's a very British thing, isn't it, to 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 mock and take the Mickey out of the thing that yeah. you that that's closest to you, and you know, we Doctor Who fans, Blake Summer fans, we always take the Mickey out of the program, but we love the program. It's yeah, yeah. I don't know how well that translates abroad, um, but there's yeah, it's it's really nicely played. Um, Paul Darrow plays it really nicely in this he scene does, as well. He that, does. Yeah, he he knows that it's gone too far, but he he's not quite he he needs the crystals as well. So he's not going to 
He's not going. Now, he's if that not was Blake, object. Blake would have said, "If you don't want to go, Villa, we can find another way." Yeah, Avon's not going to quite go that far, but no. he will. After Villa's gone, he will tear uh, Tarrant a strip or two, and almost bully Tarrant back, which is lovely, I think. It is. I mean, I I, I love this um, put down by, by Avon yeah. to Tarrant, you know. I don't know how you persuaded him to go, Tarrant. I appeal to his better nature. He hasn't got one. Leave him alone in future. Oh. Do you want me to threaten you? Why not? I haven't had a good laugh in ages. Sensible. You could die laughing. Why are you suddenly so protective towards Villa? He is irritating, but he's useful. We can easily replace a pilot. But a talented thief is rare. I'd agree with that, sir. So frighten him too much, he's no use to anyone. He wasn't that frightened. He was terrified. So terrified he might just get himself killed because it's easier than going on. I'll take that risk. It isn't yours to take. Look, without those crystals, the main blasters are useless. Do you like being helpless, Kelly? I don't know. I've never tried it. Liberator? Come in, Liberator. Yes, Villa. The crystals are here. You can come and get them now. Well done, Villa. It's so well done. It, it, it is beautifully done. Um, again, I mentioned last week, you know, Chris Boucher scripts, yeah. you know, they, they do sparkle. And I, I, I don't know, as, as this series goes on, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm picking characters here, there and everywhere. I think, I think an awful lot of them are going to be from Chris Boucher scripts, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I, I think, yeah, he's, I think um, he he's definitely a character person, isn't he? Rather than a, yes. a plot person. And, the plots always hold together. You know, they they generally don't fall apart, but definitely it's again we're watching this for the characters. Yes, absolutely. Um, right, so Callie she goes down for the crystals and she finds that they've booby trapped the bomb, uh, the the box there. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, villain it, uh, villain Villa is taken to a ruined city by some mute local. It's only a model. Yeah. It's only a model. Uh, you, you can't help it. Whenever you see a map painted or a model yeah. on the horizon like that, you're in- you instantly taken back to the Holy Grail. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Holy Grail of Holy Grails, isn't it? Really? It certainly um, is. It's got that awful uh, floating light. You know, when they, they used to, whenever they do it, a power to crawl did it as well. Wherever they lay something over a, a video, uh, a film image, it it fluctuates. Yes, and, yeah. and so the, the the buildings are moving slightly. Yeah, and and it's the same thing that you always get in Blake Seven Doctor Who is you see a long shot, wobbly yeah. long shot, as you say. You then, when they get nearer, you've just got a few blocks and old bits yeah. of concrete from some quarry somewhere, and then when you go inside, suddenly you're in a set. <laughs> you know, the three yeah. things don't they match. Never quite match, no. <laughs> no, no. But Villa, he's he he gets inside the city and he walks down corridors that have got on the walls the same Ooh, yeah. slatted I... panels. From yeah, aliens, from, exactly. Yeah, um, I so I'd, I'd love to know the history of these panels. That because are these the same panels that appear in Hitchhiker's Guide? They are the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Because I was are. always I was always under the impression that the panels were done for Hitchhiker's Guide, and then or the panels for Alien were used in Hitchhiker's Guide. Um, but of course, it's also the other way. So there's an, an extra bit of heritage to these panels. Yes. I didn't realise they were from Blake Seven. Wonder what they were from originally, because they certainly weren't made for this. I wouldn't have thought. Well, over on effectively really nice. speaking, yeah. yeah, on effectively speaking, um, we had a, a special episode uh, yeah. interview with Martin about Power panels. talking oh, wait, yeah. about panels, panels in science fiction. Yeah, um, that's yeah, a good that, subject. 
I think that's when all the ideas have run out. No, we we, we had a special episode on Outland. Um, yeah. And Martin Bauer uh, did an interview and he was saying how similar Outland was visually to Alien. And he said they use the same uh, beer crates or milk crates. Yeah. For the walls, and maybe this is what they are. If you cut, if you cut the sides yeah. off, you're left with these uh, very nicely intricate designs. Yeah, but the layout's the same, isn't it? It's unless yeah. unless you couldn't unless just cutting these panels, and they, you you may be right that it's just it's the same people having the same idea using the same things, but they the layout looks the same. Yes, yes. It I looks don't know. Too I, good I, for Blake Seven. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. We get another fantastic line when all these like electrical yeah. arcing goes off and Villa hunkers down and uh, about, you know, I'll get you for this, Tarrant. I'll tear your arm off and beat you to death with the wet yeah. end. Brilliant Villa line. Yeah, he, he gets, because he's the, 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 the people, that, the, the villagers, because um, it's cheaper that, to have an extra that doesn't speak, they're mute. So yes. they don't say anything. But it mean, means that Michael Keaton fills in all the, the lines yes. and he gets some wonderful stuff to say when he's on his own. Because we wouldn't say that. If we were in that situation, no. you'd, well, I can't say expletives, but it would be something, yeah. something hell. You know, yeah. you, you would mutter something. You wouldn't actually come up with a witty, you know, yeah. comeback. Wait, although you, I, I, I might, but then I'd, I'd be quite depressed that there was no one to hear it. Well, he does say this, and he yeah. doesn't realise, as far yeah. as he's concerned, he's alone. But he's not, yeah. of course, because we, we then get a female mercenary with a rubbish gun called Carol. Yeah, yeah I was going to speak to you about these guns, whether you recognise them or not. They look no. horribly familiar to me. No, I wonder no, if no. they, they get they, used in something else. They look just like they've been made out of blocks of wood with some acrylic rods yeah. on the end. It's as simple as that. It, it yeah. doesn't look kit-bashed or anything no, no, like that. Yeah, there's no... They're, they're definite... Um, they're, they're fan-built, aren't they? They're cosplay weaponry. Yes. They're not. Then they don't look great, but this, the design of it, the blockiness, it did remind me of something, and I did intend to go and try and Google image search, but then, of course, I didn't bother. Oh, Very right. lazy man. <laughs> right. Well, maybe I might be able to find out, and I'll yeah. put it on the Facebook page that I've got all about Blake Seven, yeah. you know, ships and weaponry. Maybe, maybe. All right, but of course, Carol. We have Carol, our, yes. um, our, our, one of our um, characters, played by Carol Hawkins. Now, are you old enough to remember? Carol Hawkins. Yeah, I, well, I remember her as um, uh, the thirty-year-old teenager's uh, love interest on uh, Fen Street, please, sir. Um, yes, you, that was always a program that, like, your elder brother watched. You never really, never really found it funny yourself. But no. yeah, we used to watch it. All, and I, I, even back when this was originally on, I, I instantly recognised her from that. Um, it's I can't very the character's name now. Oh no! Oh no! It's From Sharon. She, Sharon. She played yeah. Sharon, and and, yeah. and it wasn't until I looked up her her up on IMDb that I realised she was the second Sharon. There was another Sharon before her, oh, yeah. um, who I do remember being one of the um, shadow operatives in UFO. Right. But we were talking just before recording started about how in the 70s everything was a bit grubby and shabby. And, you know, that, that, that applied to sitcoms. And, yeah, Please Sir was one of these strange sitcoms where, yeah, it, it, yeah you watched it and it's like, well, this isn't Benny Hill. You know, where are the yeah, laughs? Well, and, well, and weirdly, and, yeah, it's, it, it was um, a spin-off from uh, To Sir With Love. 
which it is was, a very yes. a very serious <laughs> film. And I, yeah, I wonder who's who Sam watching and thought, you know what, this would be good for a sitcom, a British sitcom. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I my memories of that is watching that and thinking apart from Abbott, none of them are very funny. Yeah. And why are these, like, they look almost middle-aged people playing school kids? You know? Yeah, they, they, all, they all seem to be in their mid-30s. I don't know. I, I can't remember whether we held people back in the 70s like that. Perhaps they were, perhaps they were 30. Um, I always used to think the teacher, um, John Alderton, looked yes. younger than the pupils, yeah. which yeah, is yeah, really yeah. strange. Um, I mean, I, I always remember it because you, you had a main character called... Eric, and apart from yeah. Eric Morecambe, you know, on TV, you didn't have any other yeah. Eric. So that was strange yeah, to have an Eric. But true. but he he looked like he should be down, you know, changing tyres in the local garage. Yeah. You know, and and he was meant to be a schoolboy. <laughs> Ten and years it, on, yeah. we had Grange Hill, where you know Grange Hill children were children. But here, yeah, that was a bizarre little show. It, it was strange, and it, like I say, I I don't ever remember it being particularly funny. No, it wasn't. Yeah, but <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, it's weird, weird. At what a time the seven is. How did we get through them? I tell you what is a very strange. You say about the time. The strange thing for me is that Please Sir was um, only nine years before this episode we're talking about today. Right. Okay. So when I think of Please Sir, and then I think of Blake Seven. It's like two completely different eras of my life, but it's only nine yeah. years. But of course, in that nine years, I'd gone from like a nine-year-old to an 18-year-old, and yeah. a lot happens in that nine years. And when you're talking 71 to 1980, you know, society changed so much. You know, music changed yeah, it, so much. You know, it, it fashions was... changed so much. From the early leftover bit of the 60s, right the way through glam rock, right the way through punk, right the way through disco, to end up at the end of the 80s, there are an awful lot had happened. Yeah, it's a... As like I think Indiana Jones said, wasn't it? It's not. It's not the age. It's the mileage. It is. So much. So much changed. And yeah. the way, the way things were being made at the BBC and especially ITV had changed so much. Um, it, it is a weird. I mean, it, we, I, for anyone in sort of in the UK, you, they'll they'll know Dave the Channel. <laughs> There's a channel called Dave, <laughs> and it's almost. It's almost entirely made up with old British sitcoms and shows like that, and it it's unbelievable when you you if if ever you want to do a you know just just it's better than drugs just take an afternoon off sit and watch Dave and go through on the buses please sir yeah, yeah. You know, oh, love thy neighbour <laughs> love thy neighbour oh my oh, goodness. Wait. I tell you what, that, how did that, we survive? All those pro programs are great if your favourite colour is brown, because everything in those things, uh, everybody was dressed in brown. All the furniture was brown. It was all brown and beige. Yeah. Wasn't it? I, ironically, <laughs> except for the actors. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, this yeah. is very true. Cool. Yeah. Who are we going to get to play Sydney Poitier? John Alderson. Yes. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, but everything's it's, it's, beige and grubby. Yeah. But Carol Hawkins here, yeah. she looked right. It, it, it's strange. She She's looks exactly as well. Yeah, she. She hasn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a bit whiffy. Um, she yeah. hasn't changed an awful lot, you know. And no. she's got some great dialogue here. I, I still use the line here and there, mostly there. I still use that to this day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Have and you going to use some lines from this show? That's probably the the least. <laughs> 
yes, likely yeah, to get yeah. looked at here. Yeah, you know, it's great exchanges here between, you know, Michael mm. Keaton and Carol Hawkins. And again, how did they not crack up when they're almost nose yeah. to nose staring into each other's eyes? You know, there's got to be a, an, an unreleased, you know, blooper reel somewhere. Well, I don't, I don't know because we're watching it and hearing these lines for the first time when they would have recorded it they probably heard these lines True. 800 times i imagine the first rehearsal the read through was probably they were falling about i imagine yeah. by the studio it, it it must be very hard to actually would these lines even make still make any sense i don't know i i think that's the secret of how they get through things yeah 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 i th- i think you're right yeah they got that yeah. out their system hadn't they yeah yeah, yeah. all right okay but with an off-camera explosion, we cut to another room, and here we are. The star of the show is here. You bubble-brained idiot! You stupid son of a slime crawler! It wasn't my fault, Captain! It wasn't my fault, Captain! Of course it was your fault. Oh, blow a hole in it, Captain! Blow a hole in it. Look at it. It's not even dented. It's the only thing that isn't. But it could have been worse. Not for you, it couldn't, Sherm. I did my best! I know you did your best, Sherm. That's why I can do without you. Please, Captain. Uh, stop snivelling, Sherm. You know I can't stand snivellers. It was his fault. Yeah, it, it should have been called Colin Seven, shouldn't it? Um, it should have. I mean, oh, man. From the get-go, the way he's stalking around, stomping around, we've got brilliant dialogue, delivered brilliantly... Colin Baker is totally and utterly fabulous. It is, is panto is. time. <laughs> but not in a panto in the the greatest sense of panto, in that the, the best people for panto treat it seriously. Yes. Oh, absolutely. They're not, it's not the smirking to the camera. He's yeah. totally believable in this, but he's so, he's at, at the same level, he's, the character's totally unbelievable, but you believe it. Yeah, and it's it's just it's it's such a well acted little bit. Oh, I, I, do you know what? I can't. I don't want to belittle Colin. He is a very good actor, but I'm not entirely sure half the time he's acting. I think this is just <laughs> Colin. You know. Yeah. I, I, oh. I adore his uh, his interpretation of the Sixth Doctor. I know it's controversial, but he is by far the strongest thing of his era. Mm. You know, everything. I the production values were awful. The stories were just horrendous, but. Give me, give me a, a a loop of Colin just talking, yeah, doing his lines. I'll I'll be a happy chappy. I love that. I can't rem- for the life of me. I can't remember the name of it. The Peter Davison written and directed, you know, uh, oh, little uh, short. Yeah, the, the five-ish doctors. That's it. When yeah. he goes home and the uh, he yeah. <laughs> the postman's brought the DVD, you know, of, of yeah. one of his uh, Doctor Who tales and the one that keeps mysteriously disappearing from the yeah. house. <laughs> I yeah, I I think he he probably is like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he 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 always says that when he guest starred in anything, he would go in with the attitude that the show was about him. <laughs> and boy, boy, does it show in this one especially. Um, oh, it is it's it is about him, you know. Then, yeah, it, yeah, because you know it's one of those things where you have a performance, <laughs> you know, um, that is so mesmerising. They're needn't be anyone else in the room i i defy anybody to watch this and watch sherm or nor or anybody in this scene and not watch colin bacon yeah yeah Yeah. all right he uh he he 
he is just amazing in it. He really is. He certainly is. Villa is brought in and yeah. uh, he's introduced to Baben. You must be Villa. It's an honour, sir. The honour's mine. That's what I meant. You'd better sleep with both eyes open from now on. <laughs> you should get together with Killer here. You make a good pair. I may have to get rid of Carol. Be a pity. She's the best gun hand I ever had, but uh, she's got no team spirit, you know. And you can't run an outfit like mine without team spirit. What outfit is it exactly, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I do mind you asking. I mind very much. I can understand that. Uh, I'm sorry I mentioned it. I, I was just making conversation. I've um, brought my tools here. Uh, what exactly is it you want me to do? Just name it. I'm your man. You don't know who I am? Absolutely not. No idea. You needn't worry about it. I won't ask any questions. Small-time thief and failed revolutionary. And you don't know who I am. Ah, well, if you put it like that, of course I know who you are. You're... you're um, Baben. Uh, Baben, yes. Baben the Berserker. Baben the Butcher. Baben the Butcher. You're Baben the Butcher? Oh, no. That's better. You're top of the Federation's most wanted list. After Blake. What do you mean, after Blake? I was working my way up that list before he crept out of his crash. Working my way up. I didn't take any political shortcuts. I know, I know. You have a reputation for straightforward mayhem that's second to none. I've been an admirer of yours for, um, well, for as long as I can remember. Well, maybe not that long. I mean, uh, you're not that old, are you? But uh, then again, you did start very young, didn't you? I think I feel sick. So you should, little man. Villa, I like a man who shows respect. You'll enjoy working for me. Will I? Uh, oh, yes, I will. Of course I will. Good. Well, you can start by opening that door. Now? Now. What's behind it? You don't need to know that. I decide what I need to know. Yes? Yes. I make the decisions round here. The captain makes the decisions round here. Why, you... Jump! Villa, come here and sit down. Now, I went to a lot of trouble to get you here. And that is all the trouble I intend to have. Now, you will open that door, or I will open you from there to there. Right? Right. Right. But I still need to know what's in there. The key to any security system is how it was designed. That depends on why it was designed. I have to know what whoever designed it was trying to protect. Yeah, and that was a lovely, lovely little uh, ramble from Michael Keaton as he suddenly realises who it is. Yes. <laughs> I like my... my I, 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 can't, I can't name a favourite out of all these lines, but I do, I do love, you know, Baben's line of, you must be Villa... It's an honour, sir. Oh, the honour's mine. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he says it with such a straight face. You know? Yes, it's well, interesting as well. He's treating Villa with more respect than Taron. Yes, isn't yeah. that isn't that shocking? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and and we've got you know, I mean, we've got this room. It's got a locked door. Carol yeah. and Shermer there, and another one of the mercenaries, and this silent old man, Noel. And yeah, Valentine's brilliant dialogue. Dial, yeah. yeah, I forgot he was in it. You know. Yeah, no, he, he he's got a distinctive voice. That man, hasn't he? Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah, he yeah. would have been a big name guest star at that point. I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 Considering his uh, pedigree, definitely. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. But yeah, fan- as you say, fantastic dialogue when Villa realises, you know, <laughs> yeah. you don't know who I am, failed mercenary. <laughs> yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I crept out of the crash. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I was making my name for myself. I didn't take political shortcuts and all this. Yes. Well, that's, that's lovely in the web where, where he says, uh, of course, you're, you're number two on the Federation's Most Wanted under Blake. After Blake. And, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean and, after Blake? Yeah. <laughs> I was working my way up that list when he, yeah, it's just, when it's he crept so out of his crash. Nice, yeah. <laughs> crept out of a crash. Chris Boucher is a genius for lines, yeah, you know. He is. He's so good. Um, something, I mean, I used to listen to this out of all my audio cassettes yeah. that I had of season three. This is, I think, the one that I listened to the most. And I've said before, it's not until they actually started coming out on, on video, you think, oh, my God. Um, yeah. Baben studded gloves here, you know. Um, <laughs> did I even nick Rick. them for season four, these huge black think gloves he, with silver studs? I think studs. he did. I think when they met, he thought, there's a stylish man. And then when they weren't looking, he went, I'm having them gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe there's a cut scene of just before they teleport, yeah. you know, he, yeah. Avon picks them up. And did you think, I mean, you, you know, when when you look at something for a podcast, you're studying it more than you would do, the, yeah. you know. The padded suits that Baben and all his crew have, did they remind you of Sontaran? Do you know what? Suits? That exact thought went through, because I, I saw them and I thought... Hello, they they've made at least three of these and they look pretty good. They're quite well designed. They look look quite expensive. Where have they stolen them from? Yeah. Because <laughs> the budget on Blake 7, I think everyone's aware was was less than I spend on coffee in a week. Uh, <laughs> it, it's so low. And I thought that and I actually went and and sort of had a little look and I don't think they were unless I think they would have had to change so much of it because the only, I mean, up to that point, we'd have had Kevin Lindsay's to Sontaran turns and he's a, he's a short little man. So it wasn't yeah. that. And yeah. I thought, what is it? The ones from invasion of time and it's about the same time, but they look even horrible in invasion of time. So I, I think perhaps, perhaps just this material they used looks good when it's sewn up. I think I so. Know. I think it's the same material. It's just being yeah. cut, especially. <laughs> yeah, and also because when you're watching it, and I, this was going through my mind, I was making little notes, and I, I was trying to count up how many, how many, how many do we ever see the most number of these suits? How many do they make? And I think it was th- it's three because you only ever see three. But the way they film it, because obviously they, the way BBC did stuff, they would film external scenes first on film at the beginning of the shooting schedule and then they would shoot the interior stuff so you when you're out on the planet and you see the other guards you uh you got i think three people wandering about so that's obviously the same (laughs) yeah but your mind fills in and go god there's loads of these uh there's loads of these outfits no i think you're right i think they only made the three um, all right, so Villa, he's ordered to open the door and he's told that there's nothing on the planet at all because Baben believes it's all in there. You know, Nor is forced to tell him that it's this world and the next beyond the door. Yeah. And and Baben says that they've blasted it, drilled it, burnt it, cut it. Again, I love Colin Baker's delivery of all these lines and yeah. nothing's work. And Villa's given an hour um, um, to open the door. And then... We get a terrific insight into the mind of Baben, where yes. he talks about his mother. 
My mother. Oh, yes. I had a mother. Wonderful woman. Truly evil person. She had a saying. Babe, she used to say. She called me babe. Babe, she used to say. Treat every hour as though it's your last. I'll be back in an hour, Villa. <laughs> Tarrant, I hope you're satisfied. Dear mother, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Babe. E Lo yeah, lovely woman, evil. It's a just truly superb. Evil woman. Yeah, it is superb. It is superb. And it's, it's a shame that we then cut away because, you know, Every time you cut away, I mean, Avon and Callie, they teleport down. It's like, no, yeah. I, I want to yeah. see some more Baben. Which is, that's weird, isn't it? Because normally in Blake 7, you want them to cut to Avon. Yes. You, you, he's usually the highlight of a, an episode. He is so outclassed <laughs> in, in this one. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, it, go back to Baben, go back to Baben. It's been said, hasn't it, that, you know, Paul Darrow felt so overshadowed yes. by Colin Baker's performance, going so... Well, it's not over the top. Well, it is over no, the top. Yeah, yeah. I, j I, just so larger than yeah. life that when he, it was his turn to be a villain yeah. on Colin Baker's Doctor Who, he returned <laughs> in kind. But it wasn't yeah. quite the same, was it? No. See, he. I think he went. I think this is this is where you watch Colin Baker and you think you, exactly what you said. Oh, he's gone over the top. No, this is this is a wonderfully nuanced performance because mm. like you'll say you watch Paul Darrow he, he appeared in a, a, a one of Colin's okay-ish but usually universally hated stories called Time Lash and he's so over the top into cackling mm. worst style of panto villain yeah, you it, need a, 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 a boo and watch. a hiss track. Every time he comes yeah. on, you, you you could have a boo and a hiss. You could be yeah. watching a panto, couldn't you? <laughs> you? You don't you don't ever believe that that's a real person, but with Baben, you buy this person. Yeah. While you're watching it, at least when you think about it afterwards, you like, oh, we haven't heard from him before or anything. Yeah. But yeah, it's a believable character. It's just played like you say. It's not over the top. It's it's played to a it's played to 11 isn't it yeah it's, they've not they've dialed the notch up to 11 and it's but it works really well it's a believable character you but and also he, there's a threat behind him that you mm. do feel yeah you know he's not you, you you don't feel that he's the sort of villain like a james bond villain where he would do he would threaten you and then give you an easily escapable uh death scene yeah. you know and then wander out the room or I think well, he would just knuckle you to death. You know what I mean? He would. He would. Yeah, he does mention, or... doesn't he, in in here about you, you know that they've had to kill so many yeah. you know of civilians to find out you know the secret, and then have to kill so many more to make sure that they weren't lying. You know, he, he's already yeah. massacred some of the civilians already. Yeah, which is it, 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 well watching it again to, for for research, of course. Uh, even though I enjoyed it, um, I sort of because because Carol makes a very quick turnaround doesn't she that that she she almost i won't say she becomes good but and i always thought we well, hang on you've you've just helped massacre yeah the these poor i mean saying that 
Blake would just happily kill Federation guards, wouldn't he? So yeah, I but know. this well, yeah, I, I, I was going to mention this. The, the 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 weak point in this story for me is the character of Carol because you know, yeah, Baben says uh, she's the best gun hand he's ever hired. You know, she's tough and she's this mercenary, yeah. equally on par with all the other uh, of the crew. And then as soon as she puts that dress on, yeah, her Schooner. character completely. Yeah goes the other way she becomes like a lois lane type almost doesn't she yeah it's again very much in the thulin uh i will describe her as something but then we'll never let her actually yeah show that on screen yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. no yeah. no no it, it, and it is i mean the, i mean villa villa has worked out that the door isn't a door at all it's a force yeah. field that's set to refract light at the same you know frequency so it looks like a door and carol comes in and she's got this dress on She's freshened herself up and she's put this dress on, you know, and you get the most rubbish ding dong music oh, yeah, when Villa's out. That is awful. It yeah. is really bad. <laughs> it's not and you get yeah, it's it's the comedy double take. Yeah. You know it's 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 not dated well that. I mean, it was rubbish back then. I mean, it's well, even I suppose, more yeah, you're rubbish. Right, yeah. you know. But the force field drops. He's been um, sending this like low energy probe through the door, uh, through the yeah. force field to collapse it, and it does collapse. And they go through to find themselves in the same type of corridors as before, but it's just lit differently. Typical BBC. Yeah. You want to show a different area, just put yeah, different just lights re- on it. Re- yeah, re- and the force field shuts yeah. behind them, so they've got yeah. no choice but to go on. Baben can't find Villa, and Baben orders his men to fetch the laser laser cannon out of the ship and yeah. set it up, even though Sherm tells him to do so would destroy half the city. When it finally do- does arrive, that doesn't look convincing that that could destroy half the city. Uh, only if they fell about laughing at it, possibly, <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, it doesn't look... Yeah, I think BBC budgets couldn't stretch to to make something that looked very good on uh, that. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's just some plumbing pipe and it looks like yeah. motorbike handlebars as well. Yeah. <laughs> but v- Villa and Carol, uh, they realise they've been teleported onto a starship. It's a colony ship that was sent yeah. out by the inhabitants of the planet when they realised that their society was heading for a dark age of barbarism. And that the ship is a gateway to a new world. And if the next door isn't open the ship is still in flight and they've only got the air that they've uh, come along with um, to survive before they're going to die yeah it's a stupid plan to save your race really isn't it <laughs> it is i mean if you know barbarism is coming and a new dark age is coming yeah. why 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 not just stop the barbarism yeah why not move before the barbarism yeah you've started. obviously built a starship and launched yeah. it right why not launch many of these spaceships while you've still got the technology yeah. and everything i i think it was because not only did they have to find a habitable planet they had to find a planet with cso facilities yes. to put the backdrop against and when this they is a particularly good there. cso planet oh well yeah it, i i'm not sure is is that the phrase to use a particularly good cso planet it's a it's, particularly, that, 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 that's a yeah. contradiction isn't it particularly it is, good yeah, cso yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That death to the Daleks tonight. I think I'm going to be uh, <laughs> appalled by the CSO from that. <laughs> judging the uh, by the year that was released, yes, yeah. definitely. Um, 
up on the Liberator, Orak teleports everyone down, which seems a bit daft. You, you, you know, it always yeah, seems daft that you there. don't leave somebody behind, you know. Yeah, but he, it's, he it's, teleports. I was going to say, it's the, same, it's the same in Alien, isn't it? Aliens. They don't yes. leave anyone on yeah, the yeah. Solarco. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they teleport down, and we cut Babe back to Baben, and yep. Baben is really starting to lose it now. Threatens. You are all cretins. I am surrounded by cretins. Villa and Carol will be found and brought here to me. If Villa and Carol are not found and brought here to me, you will be the first to die. Now go and kick some life into the others. But it's still got legs to kick with. He's, uh, he's used to being in control, isn't he? Isn't he? Yep. Poor, yep. Poor Baben. Yep. Yep, so <laughs> he's going to blast that door. Yeah. Um, and our heroes, they start to search the corridors because they've yeah. got into the city. Um, the laser cannon, it's brought into the room um, with the door. And Dana, Dana does something, um, like you say, you know, you have a character set up, they're the best gun yeah. hand, blah, 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 blah. And, and very, it's very rare you actually see them do that. Dana does this as well, that, you know, in her very first episode, she's set up as being this weapons expert that she can create all these things. But you very rarely see that happen. And in this case, she does something that she does in a a few episodes, is that she whips out this new fantastic bit of weaponry. And you you think, where did that come from? You haven't got a holdall or a rucksack. Because she's standing in the corridor with Tarrant, and out of nowhere, she brings out this rubbish bright blue remote control bomb yeah it's the whole the whole scene in this corridor is weird because she goes she goes around the corner and comes back and says there's what three people there and then yeah. talent goes off screen and you have as if he's having a little battle he comes back and goes, yeah three and it's like dana would have just shot him yes the, you know what i mean why it, it, yeah it's it's not as if this little special effect bomb thing leads to any particularly great sequence where you th- you might think oh i see what they've done there they want to show off that no it's it's nonsense because she never does, uses these things again no you never see it again and when it does yeah. work when it does blow up that happens off camera as well yeah yeah you know and, and, and tarrant says gaudy but effective but that weren't gaudy yeah. and effective i tell you what looking at that little bright blue robot thing it looks like something out of robot wars doesn't it I don't even think it's that good. I think it, it, it looks <laughs> awful. But I do wonder awful. if these these scripts are written before. They, I mean, they obviously it's a stupid thing. They obviously are written before the program's made, but before like the design. So I wonder if like in the, in the stage direction, it says Dana gets out an impressive looking thing. It goes off and does an impressive sequence, and it just got like crayoned out of the scripts. And no, we can't afford that. But they leave would, in talent yeah. being impressed by it. You would like, wouldn't you, to see Chris Boucher's reaction when he actually watches the transmitted yeah. episode, where, yeah. where he might have I written something like that, yeah. you know, this this terrific thing, and then you have some bright blue thing with a lightning flash yeah. on it. Where did Dana make this, and why did she choose to paint it bright blue with a silver lightning flash on yeah. it? Yeah, I know. Well, she's obviously, you know, she's she's looking to market these, obviously. Oh, maybe that's got, what it is. Yeah, you got. But yeah, where is she making it, and why did she think? Do you know what? There's bound to be corridors. <laughs> Do you know what? If that entire thing would have been useless if they'd have put carpet down. This is very true as well. Yeah. 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 Do you know, let me listen to you, evil minions. 
Indeed. Put carpet down, yeah. In, indeed. All right. So we've next we've got a po- post-coital villa. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, got, he's had his end away. Yes, and is I'm trying to think now off the top of my head. Is he the only one in the whole show? No, is in he? San doesn't Tarrant and oh Tarrant and Serverlan. Yes. And the yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again, right, not they believe we're well, terrible. I said that. We'll get to that. I'm sure. Oh, uh, we will. We will. Um. Uh, right, so so he realises that the air hasn't run out, so the door must be open. Yes. It's just malfunctioned, and it looks like it's, you know, shut. And he manages to open it, and as as you say, they're on a CSO planet. <laughs> yeah, it's but they're, they're not. They're they're on they're on a small, unconvincing, grassy knoll, aren't they? <laughs> it's terrible. It is it, truly dire. Yes, but uh, and yet again, they they sort of they're looking at it with awe. Yes. As if this is some sort of paradise planet. I, there's no way that they'd seen that shot, the, what they were meant to be looking at when they reacted to it against, you know, green screen. It was meant to be like an Eden or something, I yeah. imagine. You know, and it's not. It's just this. I, I wouldn't want to stay there. I'm guessing, Michael Keaton, you know, we're into the third season now. And when the director says, right, look at this with awe because it's the most beautiful yeah. planet you've ever seen. He's like... Pfft. Come off it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've yeah, got an idea what I'm once, gonna be looking yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna right. be some milk crates, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so right down on the planet, Avon and Cali find Baben. Drop the guns! Do it! Oh, I hate to rush an execution. You can't use that in here. Stand still. Both of you. Do you think I'm a complete amateur? A laser cannon isn't very professional. You blow away half the city. All the city. Energy feedback, heat reflection, you would go with it. It's an open ground weapon, you should know that. I do know that. You'd have to be insane to use it then. Or maybe that's it. Maybe I am insane. Be back. Captain, Captain! You're wiping us up! We've only seven men left! And, Avon, uh, he, Avon and Babon in the Babon in the same room. Indeed, when egos collide, yeah. um, Avon says that Babon he can't use the laser cannon in there, and Callie says it's an open ground weapon. And Sherm comes in, and we've got some terribly melodramatic and not very convincing fighting going on. Yeah, worthy not of great, Doctor uh, Who era fighting. Yeah, yeah. You always knew if if it went if it cut to film. You always knew, oh, we might get a good punch up here. If it didn't cut the film, it's going to be pants. Yeah. Because they're doing it live on the studio floor with everyone tapping their watch saying it's getting close to 10 o'clock, lads. That's exactly uh, yeah. what's going on here. Yeah, it's awful. Bloodthirsty little maniac, aren't you? Where's Villa? I don't know what you're talking about. Hello, baby, and I had a rumour you were dead. Funny, that turns out to be true. Do I know you? That's the trouble with celebrities. They never remember the little... Where is Villa? Who? How would you like me to let some fresh air into that rancid little brain of yours? Go ahead. You'll be famous. The man who killed Baben. I'd quite like to be famous, too. How about the woman that killed Baben? Or better still, the girl who killed Baben. I don't know where he is. You can do better than that. He disappeared. Only from your sight. We are awaiting his return. You mean he got it open? He's been in there all the time. Dana, take our guest outside and watch him. 
Noel, Noel then tells them that Villa has gone through the door. Yeah. Um, and Baven's not happy about that. We cut back to Villa. Villa realises the crystals all around what looks like a garden centre pond. Yeah, isn't that lucky? Round. Yes. Lucky. Yeah, that, that, they're the ones that they've been after, and he wants to go back, but Carol doesn't, and they have a bit of a yeah. tiff. Um, back on the planet, the lights start dimming, and Carol uh, and Villa return, and Baven yeah, I, gets away. It's strange, because before before they had their uh, love scene, Villa very much wanted to stay with Carol, I think, didn't he? Yes. And then afterwards, he's not so keen. I, you know, read what you want into that. I don't know. Mm, yeah, there might be something going on there. Yeah. Anyway, the, but um, Norm says that his people have been summoned. Yeah, we, he knows a lot, don't he, for being he a does. He does. Yeah. We get a nice model shot of the city as all the lights come on. Um, but that's somewhat overshadowed by you just see a few people well you see their feet basically yeah. wandering about with some choral voices I guess <laughs> meant to imply that the whole planet is on the move yeah I don't I, I don't think there was more than 12 people on that planet there couldn't have been oh, because yeah. almost instantly afterwards all the people have gone through the door yeah and I think the success rate the, 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 the survival rate on this new planet unless it's already been built up nicely and there's local supermarkets. They're not going to survive, are they? <laughs> no, They've had it. They're not. But uh, Noel, he offers a place for uh, yep. Villa and Carol. Carol decides yep. to go, and the others teleport up while Villa ponders what to do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah but before... Sorry? I was just going to say, he, I, he, he doesn't do a lot of pondering, does he? He doesn't. He doesn't. But before he can actually make up his mind or they say their goodbye, uh, mm. Baben returns. Yes. Carol. Very touching. Baben! You didn't think I'd leave a fortune behind, did you? There's nothing for you here, Baben. I should have killed you a long time ago, Carol. Go quickly. Villa here, kill you! Take her quickly. Get her out of here. Go! Go! <laughs> And here we go. We've got a standoff as Carol and Noel, Noel leave. The door yeah. closes. And, yeah, this is it. This is the best moment as Baben fires that cannon. Okay. Uh, I adore yeah. this moment. If this was a gif, I could just yeah. sit here at my computer and watch it all day. <laughs> His hair is shaking. His He is shaking. Yeah. His face is contorted what you can see of it because it yeah. seems to have sunk down below his collar he looks yeah, like a Sontaran he looks like a hairy like, Sontaran yeah. I love yeah. it I love this he is he's, going for it here <laughs> yeah. he is he's putting his all into this bless him yeah oh, what a way to yeah, end he, it he, you know he, but he, I, he, I thought of Sontaran yeah Yeah. he's been brilliant consistently all the way through and yes. the last moment that you see him I was watching this, um, you know, with our youngest, and she just wanted it replayed over and over again. <laughs> this, yeah. You just rewind like ten <laughs> seconds and watch it again. I See, mean, that's... I could watch it on a loop. Yeah. <laughs> I really could. Yeah. 
But we, I thought they, you meant she wanted the whole episode replayed. Oh no, she she, she loves that 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 the the, the demise of Baben. <laughs> but we get a very Jerry Anderson style explosions of the city, don't we? Um, as he triggers his yes. laser well, cannon. I mean, I I couldn't work out whether it was the same city. I must admit. I was thinking, is this the same city? Have they just taken a sh- something else blowing up? Because you've got a lot of domes blowing up, and there wasn't a lot of domes beforehand. But, yeah, it's, it's a nice nice explosion. No, no, it's, it's very well done. Production on that is very well done. And yeah. and then we get a beautiful Liberator shot as we get the wrap-up to the episode. Yeah. Um, you know, we get that one-liner from Orac saying, you know, with your, you know, uh, talent for making mistakes, you know, I'm sure there's going to be other ones, and terrible line from Villa at the end saying about oh, I hope yeah. they all got nice legs yeah it's uh, it's a strange end to an episode that's been it so is it is it's been built up built up yeah. and it, yeah it is it is a bit weak sometimes Blake 7 did this where yeah it, yeah, yeah yeah the payoff at the very very end was a bit it, weak it suffered from the the original Star Trek series did the same thing where they thought they had to wrap up every story with either the cast laughing uproariously or a joke hmm yeah, which you know didn't didn't need to. It was. I, I mean, it's yeah. nice to get Orac to get a little Saki line. The worst like one for me. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll get to it in time. Is uh, Children of Auron, where at the end of that episode, you know, Callie's whole, you know, yeah, so you know, being yeah. decimated and everything, and they end it literally with a laugh. Yeah, you know, and it's very it's like, strange. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, not good. But all right, so that's that's the uh, that's the um, episode over, Plot. so we'll <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's have a talk about Colin, shall we? Yes. Now I never saw him in the Brothers. Apparently he was in this thing called the Brothers. That was far too serious for me. Did you ever watch that? No, I the first I knew about Colin, I'd never seen him in the Brothers. Um, I'd obviously seen him in this, uh, but I again, it's difficult to remember before videos were currently you know were readily available so up to a certain point although i'd seen this and i remember it i didn't i in no way associated this with colin baker because mm. i didn't didn't really know who colin baker was and so you would you would you would read occasional fan mags where it mention how great this were but i had nothing to base it on to say uh oh they're talking about colin baker from this this is yeah because i think the brothers would have been something certainly when it was on probably we wouldn't have watched as kids it would have been too dull or it's too grown up i think yeah was. yeah there was there was no um no laser fights in it as far <laughs> as I, I mean i may i may be wrong um but yeah so the the first time i would have sort of appreciated this performance other than a very ephemeral oh that was good go out in the street and play style thing when it was first on would have been when the videos came out um, right which I'm trying to remember what year that would have been. Would he have been Doctor Who by then? I don't know. Possibly. I don't, I know. don't know. Because when, when he was cast as Doctor Who, but before, <coughs> pardon me, before he, uh, before the twin dilemma, um, he was actually, the, the, the school I was going to in uh, Watlington, he was uh, on like the honorary board of governors, you oh, know. really? parent yeah his kids went to the school um and so the first i knew of colin baker was meeting him at a a school fate and (laughs) yeah it was and he was he was mesmerizing mesmerizing and so funny and 
it, it, I've still got the the. I did a little, you know, I did some drawings and I did some stuff, and he signed that. And uh, he was he was so nice, and that's my first sort of remember, memory of Colin Baker rather than this. This sort right. of comes after that, I think. Um, so it's a bit bit blurred in my mind. All oh, right, because. Of, of course, he had been in uh, Doctor Who before he was the Doctor, um, but I don't That's think true, I ever. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I ever watched that because you know I, I I had gone off Doctor Who at that point. It just got too silly yeah. for me. I, yeah, I certainly watched that episode, but I don't I don't think he made that big an impression hmm. because I don't when they when they said obviously it, it, the new when they cast him as Doctor Who and the news were saying this, they all showed the clip of him as yes. The, the, the man who animal. shot Doctor yeah. Who, doesn't he? Yes, oh, the man exactly, who shoots yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. And, and having since rewatched uh, Ark of Infinity, it's it's quite a subdued performance from Colin. Right. Um, and I know in, in interviews since, he said that the director was very much telling him all the time to tone it down, tone it down. Right. And they took out all his little funny shticks and things like that. So I think it's 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 quite a a subdued and dull performance from him mm. compared to what he did. It's a perfectly adequate performance, but it's not, it's, it's not, not something. Baben. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not Baben. So I, I wonder if, because I think the story goes that he, he, there was some sort of hold up at a party that JNT was at and he held sway at the party. Colin Baker held sway at the party to keep everyone entertained while mm. whatever the lull was, I can't, it might've been a wedding or something. And he, that was what made, John Nathan Turner, the producer of Doctor Who, think, oh, and I wonder if he then went back and thought, let's watch some stuff. And he watched this. Mm. I don't. I think he might have done um, because it's really. This is his. I think, other than Doctor Who, this is his his pinnacle performance. Yeah, sure, sure. See, I only knew him from Baben. So when it was announced that Colin Baker is to be the new Doctor, I really wanted to like him as the Doctor. You know, I, yeah. I, as I say, I've I've gone off. Doctor Who at that point. I, I would watch it if, you know, a classic villain would come back. If the Daleks came back, I would watch that. You know, I didn't like Peter Davison at all. I thought the stories, you know, were rather weak. I, I found his portrayal of the Doctor just a bit wet. I didn't like the companions, you know, but then suddenly Baben, the butcher, yeah. is going to be the Doctor. Um, and I remembered, you know, Baben's intensity and his manicness, and I was hoping for that with the Doctor. And I think in the first few stories, you know, he has got that. Maybe yeah. they were trying to, you know, channel that into it. Yeah, um, well, I think, but it I, didn't I think last long. Kept, yeah, they probably kept telling him to tone it down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, but the, yeah, yeah, but the, if, if I, I saw that thing that said about John Nathan Turner, saw him at a thing and thought, yeah. oh, that's my next Doctor. But if if you're hiring him for that and then tell him to tone it down, what's the point in yeah. in having him in the first place? But of course, be, he also, sorry. I was going to say, to be fair, a lot of JNT's decisions, you could say, what's the point? <laughs> but well, you know, I mean, this is what I was going to say. It's a total mm. shame, and I feel so sorry for Colin because he came along yeah. at exactly the wrong time. You know, yes. you, 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 you yeah. had the deteriorating relationship between John Nathan Turner and Eric Saward. Saward, yeah. Saward, yeah. yeah. Michael Grade came along, who hated and detested Doctor yeah. Who, and you know they they were trying to get rid of Doctor Who and Colin Baker comes along in the middle of all this you know and it was also the time where John Nathan Turner had almost reached godhood 
where you know yeah. he was surrounded by yes men and yeah. was coming out yeah. with these terrible decisions like we were saying earlier the guest stars and everything you know the the the, the outfit now what is your I, i've seen you in yeah i the, 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 as the, the an Colin outfit, Baker outfit yeah as an outfit as a designed outfit as for what it is i think it's a work of genius i think it's when you look at it it's so well put together it's so it's very very clever as an outfit for doctor who i think it's abominable and i think yeah. f f well not everything because the scripts uh, you know depending on your viewpoint of uh, eric sayward i suppose the scripts were were awful uh but all the visual problems stem from that costume because mm. you've got you've got people behind the scenes that that design sets and we had to ramp up the way television cameras work you can't have something dull and something super bright, bright gaudy yeah. so everything had to be ramped up to match that outfit oh man so you suddenly get everything super lit super gaudy colors and it looks cheap yeah you know, I just, I wish they'd let him go because originally he wanted to appear in something a bit more akin to what the master was wearing, sort of a black, yeah. somber, even Baben suit. That would have been less. Thing. But it's yeah, I think as a, as a choice for Doctor Who, it was awful. I love it. I love the costume, but not for Doctor Who. I think it's it was so so missed. And had they at the end of his first story had him wander past the mirror, do a double take, look back, and go. Oh God! What am I thinking? And yeah. go and change. I think that would have, fair enough, work a genius. And when I think Colin Baker suggested that, and they said that suit, that costumes cost more than we're paying you, <laughs> so he stuck it with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know that he wasn't happy. He he, he has no. said on more than more than one occasion that he never liked the outfit. But it it's just not fair that Colin was sacked and then he was blamed for the show being cancelled. That's not fair on the man. No, I don't. I, I, my, my sort of, my, my favourite Doctor Who is William Hartnell. Uh, I, I love that. Then you've got the Doctor you grew up with, but then after that, which in my case was uh, Tom Baker, early Tom Baker, and then <laughs> after, yeah, I got to preface that. Yeah, you have. After that, my favourite Doctor, not stories, but Doctor is Colin. I, I. I think he's he's my sort of sarcastic person. I like that style of humor. I, I get that style of humor. I think the way he delivers lines is is wonderful. But I can't argue with the fact that almost his entire run was terrible story-wise. Yeah. So you ended up with a situation at the end where you had a producer that desperately wanted to leave the show and was told to stay on, and a doctor that desperately wanted to carry on with the show and was told to go yeah it's just the bbc at that point was was just absolutely mad it, it was a dark time for who wasn't it yeah. it really was but i do like now how he's been given a second chance by yes. fans you know and he's aware of that you know he as you say he does the convention circuits and he's quite rightly applauded for his turn yes. on that and appreciated Definitely. and he's and also I, I, praised yeah. sorry I was going to say, I I don't I don't listen to them much myself, but if the audio story stories he's done since then as the Doctor, just because again you're not looking at that awful coat, um, you you appreciate how good he is, how good yeah. an actor he is. 
I was going to say that, you know, he has been praised for his work with Big Finish, yeah, you know. Quite um, right, yeah. I haven't listened to any. I haven't dipped my toe into that. But I tell you what occurred to me watching this uh, episode for the show today is that given, you know, that Big Finish have done so many Blake Seven stories, yeah. audio only, I'm really surprised they've never done it like a Babe in the Early Years or the Adventures of Babe yeah. with Colin Baker. That would be brilliant. I'd buy them yeah. straight away. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even have to be the early years. It can be sort of a couple of years before the... Yeah, just pre the, the program. Yeah. Yeah. Please, yeah, Big I Finish, <laughs> do it. I'm surprised they haven't. Right no, it'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? It'd yeah, be brilliant. It, it makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's it. That's Colin Baker out of the way. So we're on to the tally man section. Um yeah. He has a genre tally of only five for a science fiction, Ooh. you know, fan, um, you know, and, um, you, you know, being out there, you would think yeah. he would have done more. But no, it's only five. We've got Blake Seven. Uh, yep. We have two Doctor Who's, him as the Doctor and also Commodore Maxwell. Yep. He was in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was wondering if you'd include that one. Yeah. Yeah. And Star Trek Continues. Oh, you got that one, I've yeah. never seen. Have you never seen it? It's, it's amazing. It's, is um, it? I would, I, I would, I would say a group of fans, but that, that, that gives it an idea that it, it's not of a very high quality. This is a continuation of the, of Kirk's original five year mission with all new actors, um, James Dewan's sons in it, things like that. And they're all playing like the captain is doing Kirk's mannerisms and that. It's, right. It's, it's, it sounds awful. It's amazingly good, and Colin's been in one. Uh, Nicola Bryant's been in one. A lot of lot of British Doctor Who people have been in them because I suppose they go to conventions. And but the right. production value is amazing. I'd say they're they're on YouTube. So, so uh, even if you watch like ten minutes of one, it's this is what Discovery should have been. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they're really good. And I was wondering if you'd get that one. So well done. Oh, okay. Um, also, yeah. you know, with Indiana Jones in there, we have our very first um, candidate for a new tally, the Indiana Jones tally. Colin kicks it off. He's got an Indiana Jones oh, tally right. of one. Okay. So I that's imagine, it. Um, yeah, Michael Sheard will appear in that a fair bit. But. Michael Sheard is uh, definitely um, lined up. Um, for a future episode yeah all right so okay that's the end of today's episode stand by for next time's episode where we're off to season four any yeah. <laughs> anything from season four has got a hard act to follow following baben um, yes so so everyone the pantomime it, will be ramped right up <laughs> indeed <laughs> yes yes all right so uh, stay tuned to find out who we're going to pick for our first uh, dip into season four so anyone who's out there um, speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.